not starting off your show with DJ Shadow and the Cut Chemist. It's just not as groovy as this one. Good afternoon, everybody. It's the Groovathon. I am Tony C. Joined, as always, live in the studio by my man, IBV, making sure that our groove is satiny smooth. The master of engineering and production, teaching me something new every day. It's gotten to the point now where I almost feel like I know what I'm talking about when I talk about stuff like this. And then I come in here and I look at you and I watch what you do and I realize, I don't know Jack Squat. Okay. As always, every show centers around an attitude of gratitude. Thank you to everybody tuning in live on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloTelevision.com. Hey, you know what? It's the Groovathon, beginning of hurricane season edition. Welcome to the Ocho. Show number eight. Hope everybody had a good week out there. I had a pretty good week. Hope you're having a good day today. Lots of stuff to get to. Obviously, groove out the yin-yang. Commentary, you know, it's that time of year. What time of year? It's the time of year when HBO decides that they are going to show this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. And myself and the IBB have determined that we are, in fact, the official arbiters of what is right and wrong. And they got some stuff right, and they got some stuff wrong. And I'm going to tell you exactly what they got right and exactly what they got wrong. And that is the law. I'm laying it down, baby. A little later on in the show, we're going to be uh, talking. I'm going to bring IB in on this because he knows far more about technology than I do. But a uh, case that uh, kind of came, well, to fruition to one degree, of course. Now now that he's been sentenced, uh, now, now we begin the appeals phase. But uh, it's important stuff. It has to do with privacy rights and uh, the so-called war on drugs. Um, somebody could please describe to me what winning that war looks like. I really, really appreciate it. Tell me, see it so radio.com. Don't hesitate to send me what your impression would be on that. Obviously, all of this is going to be surrounded by two hours of the finest, most diverse groove anywhere. And yeah, I'm going to be getting my, I believe the term is progressive rock, but I'm going to get, I, I call it art rock, if only, you know, for an economy of syllables. <laughs> you know, fewer syllables, more time, which I just took up now. I'm going to be playing a little bit more of that. Yeah, I got a 10-minute song, and it's worth listening to all 10 minutes of it. Um, Lots of shredders this week. I mean, I got shredders. I got a double shot of Rick Derringer. You want to know why? He's that freaking good. Stevie Ray Vaughan? Yeah, I got that. John Petrucci? You want shredders? This guy's got more chops than Jackie Chan. There you go, man. That's my line of the day. John Schofield? Yeah, I got that, too. Plus, as a shout-out to my man Roger, who's thinking about learning the banjo... Double shot. I got the only thing you need to know to get started, Banjo. Flat and Scruggs followed by Eric Weisberg. <laughs> it's just past 3 o'clock and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. Just past 9 on the big island. Just past 8 in that blessed plot. God bless my gal RCG. Holding down the Eastern Block Fort. Just past 10 in Istanbul. Where Erdogan can still get his groove on and on. You all about ready? I know I am. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. My gal is red hot. Your gal ain't doodly squat. Yeah. My gal is red hot. Your gal ain't doodly squat. Well, she ain't got money, but man, she's really got a lot.
There's a cup of coffee for you. Stevie Ray Vaughan and W.C. Clark. That is uh, actually not on any album. That is uh, from Austin City Limits, the Austin City Limits boogie. And it was actually for W.C. Clark. Stevie Ray Vaughan showed up as kind of a guest guy on that. There's your. That's, a, that's something that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they got that act right. Before that, massive attack free from harm and kicking it off. Robert Gordon and Link Ray. Yeah, baby. If you want a great album by those two, Fresh Fish Special. Robert Gordon, a bit of a tie-in from the old neighborhood. He used to come uptown, and uh, let's just say he didn't show up at the night cafe for the Tuesday night nine-ball tournament, all right? 160 in Amsterdam back in those days. Only people who lived in the neighborhood showed up for pool games. A lot of interesting stuff happened this week in the good karma department. The, uh, the guy that took a pot shot at George Zimmerman is going to be using the stand-your-ground defense, which I really like because only in Florida can you use that defense while, in fact... You were driving in a car. But, you know, it's Florida. Why the hell not? Another thing, I talked about this last week. The A lot of the airlines are, um, they're outlawing. They, they won't allow you to, you know, go off and bring back a hunting trophy. They've, they've outlawed that. One of the airlines that hasn't is Delta. Now, there's a petition out there. Um, you can sign that petition. Just go online and look up Delta Animal Trophies. It'll pop up on Google. I know. It's disturbing. It's disturbing that, that you can actually type that in and it means something. But there you go. So anyway, Delta has decided not to do that yet. But there's a petition. I believe it's 57,000 people have signed it already. So let's get on that. Also, we were talking last week about the pink rhino horn. <laughs> we love that rhinos there. They're painting the rhino horns pink with a particular paint of some sort. So if you, it's bad for you if you cut off it. It basically, it takes away the aphrodisiac you know, properties apparently. Yeah. Look, man, if that's if that's if that's, you know, your natural version of, you know <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm getting I'm getting looks right now. Seriously, Rhino Horn? I don't know. There's a lot of other stuff that sticks straight up as well. Why don't you chop that down and not kill a freaking animal? Uh, all kinds of stuff to get to. I got a set coming up here. I've been wanting to play this set for a while. I was chatting with somebody about a week ago and talking about how songs come into being, you know, how I, I made the comment that there's nothing new anymore. It's only recently recorded. I mean, very few things come out anymore, for me personally, that I consider new. It's, it's not new. It's recently recorded. And one of the bands in this actually is the last band that I recall that came out with something. Where I was like, wow, that's new. But I've got an entire set here, and basically we're going to try and do this one. Me and IB, we're going to try and hook this up IB, you know, AM style. Okay, so we got the mix in there and everything. These are three songs that all have an attachment. I held off on the fourth one, and I'll explain that a little bit later on. Kicking it off with Average White Band, Schoolboy Crush. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
So when hip-hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, fitted. complicated. Cause I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all, they try to take it. And say that I'm too small, cool. Cause I don't get upset, I kick a hole in the speaker, pull a plug, then I jet. Back to the lab, without a mic to grab. So then I add all the rhymes I had, one after the other one. Then I make another one, to diss down opposite, then ask if the brother's done. I get a craving like I fiend for nicotine, but I don't need a cigarette. Know what I mean? Know what I'm raging, you know I mean? ripping up the stage and don't it sound amazing? Cause every rhyme is made and thought of, cause it's sort of an addiction. Magnetized, mag mixing, vocals, vocabulary, your verses just stuck in. The mic is a drain, no, volcanoes erupting. Rhymes overflowing, gradually growing. Everything is written in the code so it can coincide. My thoughts are God. 48 tracks to slide, the invincible microphone, fiend rock camera, spread the word, cause I'm N-E-F-F-E-C-T, a smooth operator operating correctly, but back to the problem, back out of habit, you can't solve it, silly rabbit, the prescription is a hypertone, that's throwing, I feed for a microphone, like heroin, soon as the bass kicks, I need a fix, give me a stage and a mic and a mix, and I'll put you in a mood, or is it a stator, under Awareness, beware, it's the reanimator. A minister to a microphone, a lethal weapon, or assassinator. If the people ain't stepping, you'll see a part of me that you never seen. When a fiend for a microphone, I'm the microphone fiend. After 12, I'm worse than a gremlin. Feed me hip hop and I start trembling. The thrill of suspense is intense, you're horrified. But this ain't the cinemas or tales from the dark side. By any means necessary, this is what has to be done. Make way, cause here I come. My DJ cuts materials. Grand Imperial, it's a must that I bust any mic you hand to me. It's inherited, it runs in the family. I wrote the bomb that broke the bones back. If that don't slow them up, I carry a full pack. Now I don't wanna have to let off, you should have kept off. You didn't keep the stage warm. Step off, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to see. A pastime hobby about to be taken to the maximum. I can't relax, see a hype is a hypochondriac. Cause the rap be one hell of a antidote. Something you can't smoke more than dope. You try to move away, but you can't. You broke more than cracked up. You should have backed up. For those that act up, need to be more than smacked up. Any entertainer, I gotta talk to chamber one on one. And I'm the remainder. So close your eyes and hold your breath. And I'ma hit you with the blow of death. Before you go, you remember your scene. The fiend of a microphone, I'm the microphone fiend. I'm the microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. The mic of the mic of the mic of the microphone fiend. The microphone fiend. Yeah, I was a fiend before I became a teen. I melt the microphones instead of cones or ice cream. Music orientated, so when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzle, complicated. I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. They try to take it. The same. 
can't solve it. You silly man, like the prescription is a hypertone. That's throwing when I've seen for a microphone. Like heroin, soon as the face kicks, I need a fix. Give me a stage and a mic and a mix, and I'll put you in the mood. Or is it a state of unawareness? Beware, it's the reanimator. A menace to a microphone, a lethal weapon, an assassinator. If the people ain't stepping, see a part of me that you never seen. When I'm feeling for a microphone, cause I take it to the maximum. I can't relax, see I'm hyper as a hypochondriac. Cause the rap be one hell of an antidote. Something you can't smoke more than don't be trying to move away with your can't You broke more than cracked up. Digital backed up for those that act on me to be more than smacked up. E-F-F-E-C-T, a smooth operator operating correctly. an ass kicker right there rage against the machine microphone fiend before that eric b and rakim yeah microphone fiend and before that average white band schoolboy crush the original beat that everything comes from right there those christmas bells man what a great thing i'll tell you something eric b and rakim 
have managed to sample some of the coolest stuff out there. And somewhere in the in future weeks, I'm going to be playing an Eric B. and Rakim song where they sample an Aldemiola tune from Chicory and Return to Forever's album, No Mystery. Yeah, getting the weird looks from people over here. It's true. Also, it should be noted that I held off on playing the fun-loving criminals version of Microphone Feed for two reasons. One, it's a decent tune, but it's just, it's not Groovathon worthy. And also, I have a feeling in future weeks, somewhere somewhere down the line, the tune Lottie Dottie, Free John Gotti's going to get some Groovathon airplay somewhere down the line. So yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Oh, as I stretch my back and get ready to rank on somebody. Actually, I'll tell you something. This year wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Stevie Ray Vaughan, absolutely a great choice. Um, Paul Butterfield Blues Band, great choice. Lou Reed, if you haven't seen the uh, the acceptance speech for Lou Reed, uh, which uh, the, the induction was done by um, Patti Smith, the acceptance was done by Laurie Anderson. As a New Yorker, um, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine, Howie, and we were, you know, I said, you know, He's from the Bronx. I'm from Manhattan. I said, you know, we're New Yorkers, but but Lou Reed was the New Yorker. He was the New Yorker. And I grew up, you know, basically in the age of Lou Reed solo. And the the, the speech from uh, Patti Smith and Laurie Anderson almost got to me. Other things, though, that were, that were good, Stevie Wonder um, did uh, the induction for Bill Withers. Well, you can argue over whether or not he should be in there as opposed to Deep Purple. I'm not going to get into that. But one of the, there were a couple of things. One was that Stevie Wonder did a version of Ain't No Sunshine, and he played an instrument I had never seen before or heard of before. It's called a harpeggi, H-A-R-P-E-J-J-I, and it was invented in 2007 by a guy named Tim Meeks. And it's worth watching the entire three-hour broadcast just for that song. Now, I downloaded it, but the copy of it isn't very good. There's a bunch of versions of it that are available on YouTube from people that actually had their phones at the uh, Cleveland ceremony to begin with. So that's now out there. And if you've got HBO, watch it because it's a stark reminder of the brilliance of Stevie Wonder for now half a century. Okay? People like him and Tom Jones... They sounded good in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Their voices, I don't know how they do it, okay? But Stevie Wonder was pure, unmitigated genius doing this song. And he actually started out in the wrong key. And then when the band came in, he realized in the wrong key, because, sorry, I forgot to read the music, which I thought was, there's, there, you know, what a great line. And then he does this song, and it's, you know, everything stops. You know, you, you realize the, the greatness of it all. Now, Ringo Starr. His solo career? Seriously? Hey, I understand. He's a member of the Beatles and whatnot. You have all these guys talking about what a great drummer he is. Okay, I... Stop it. Stop it. Okay, just stop it. He's Ringo Starr. He's a member of the Beatles. He's not that good at anything else. I mean, he married... What's her name? Catherine... He's a nice guy, right? He's a nice guy! Well, one of the things that, that, that came up was the Five Royales were uh, inducted. None of them are alive. And so their kids roll up on stage and one of them did the acceptance speech and said the critical words you know we've been lobbying for this for a while and uh, my father would be very happy that we're in now and it just goes to show you know the difference between people like me and Ivy and probably anybody listening to this show for something like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame it's the same as it is in business they've got lobbyists and we don't I don't have a lobby do you have a lobbyist? 
I don't have a lobbyist. No lobbyist. Well, that's a kind of a bummer, isn't it? You know? But the Five Royals got in. Hey, they wrote a lot of great songs. They really did. Green Day, even, I can almost accept that because having watched the induction part of it, I realized, you know, they had a profound influence over, like, you know, a wide swath of music at that time. Not my style. I can't understand why bands like Yes and Deep Purple and Jethro Tull aren't in there. And that's because, I don't know, Jan Wemmer at this point has become very much like the politicians he has derided on his, in his magazine for, you know, the last 40 plus years. And, uh, you know, he forgot that progressive rock, art rock, it's kind of, you know, what got stuff going. I um, am a big fan of this. There, a friend of mine... Uh, posted a list uh, that somebody put out of the top 100 progressive rock albums of all time and yeah if you know me you know i'm just gonna tear that list to shreds except i didn't about 70 out of 100 were right now they left a few off of there and you know it's every genesis album while peter gabriel was still in the band every yes album before uh steve howe decided to leave the band before he came back again yeah You've got the wrong Supertramp album on there. They did Crime of the Century. It should have been Crisis What Crisis. They did Focus, Moving Waves. They didn't do Focus 3. I don't understand that at all. Focus, Moving Waves isn't that good an album, except for the fact that it's got Hocus Pocus on it, which is fine if you're a Gary Howie fan, but no, you know, But I digress. My love of progressive rock knows no bounds, and if you're into that kind of music, and I am, I, there's a ton of it out there, and I really thought I knew everything about Yes, but I don't. I discovered that. Um, record companies used to do something called samplers, and the big record companies, WIA, which is Warner Electric Atlantic, and Polygram, which is Polydor, Polygram, all those companies, they would come out with a sampler, and it would be their biggest bands that year, and then they would put one song from each of them on there. And the 1975 sampler for uh, Atlantic? Atlantic Records, I think, is what Yes was on. Yeah. Because I went to the reunion concert and they were there, along with Foreigner and a bunch of other bands. But um, they put out a uh, a uh, sampler, and the next song I'm going to play was on it. Now, after that, it's a Yes song. It was then released on an album called Yesterdays, and Yesterdays was basically kind of a compilation album, um, and it was from their first two recordings. They did a bunch of songs from their their first two albums, Time and a Word, and the Yes album, and. Tony Banks was the keyboard player uh, for the first two albums. Then he went on to become the keyboard player for Genesis and was replaced by Rick Wakeman, who I found out later was replaced by his son for a little while, Rick Wakeman's son. So in the Jocko Pastorius thing, Jocko's son, an incredible bass player, Rick Wakeman's son, incredible piano player, you know, like Steph Curry, <laughs> Dale Curry's son, an incredible basketball player. He yeah, outplayed him fall far from the tree on those people right there. This particular Yes song... Um, the thing about Steve Howe is this. This is a guy who won Guitar Player Magazine's Best All-Around Guitar Player five consecutive years. Now, it's been done by two people, both Steve, Steve Howe and Steve Morse. And Jeopardy used to be where if you won five times, that's it, you're retired. The largest winner on Jeopardy, I believe, was Frank Spanglenberg. When, they, when it was half the money it is now, the categories were 50, then 100, then 50. Now they, they doubled it all up. He won over $100,000 in five days. He was a New York City transit cop whom I met actually, along with a bunch of other people, but nice guy. You know, great mustache, too. Smart as a whip. I mean, regur- well, not smart. The ability to regurgitate information on demand is not necessarily a sign of intelligence. However, in this particular case, he's a pretty smart guy and a nice guy. And so, Steve Howe 
won this award five straight years, at which point they retired him. And then Steve Morse won it for five straight years, and he got retired, put in the Hall of Fame. So it gave the Satrianis at all their shot at the title that had they not retired Steve Morse, he'd still be winning to this freaking day. Okay, you may not like him stylistically, but technically, from an all-around point of view, the man's pretty much sitting atop the mountain. And again, incredibly nice guy. The thing about Steve Howe is, if you listen to a lot of Yes songs, and I do, he has these unbelievable solos. Except, you know, they're 10-minute songs, and it comes at about the 4-minute mark and goes to about the 8-minute mark, which is the case in this song. It's the case in songs like Gates of Delirium. Uh, from a layer, and Steve Howe was really experimenting with great sounds. He was using, I believe, a Gibson semi-hollow body, was it a 355, a 335? I can't remember what the, the style is of that guitar. It's the big red guitar. Okay, the Gibson. If you're a guitar fan, you know what I'm talking about. The guitar solo in this, he, you could, first of all, there are parts of this where if you're a Genesis fan, you're going to recognize that there is a similarity to Get Him Out by Friday. You're going to, there's, there, you know, for me, I can hear it. But he, in this particular song, really goes into a bit of a Dwayne Eddy twang. And Steve Howe does it so well. It's, it really, you know, when I heard, and I had never heard this version of this song before until about five days ago. Went out to the pool, brought the, brought the phone out with me, decided to listen to, to some stuff, and I listened to the sampler, and there it was. I was like, oh my God, gotta play this. So, yeah, more shredding Steve's. You know, that's just the way it goes. This is a long song, okay? It's 10 minutes long, and I'm playing every damn minute of it. You know want to know why? Because Art Rock doesn't get its due. These are phenomenal musicians who wrote fantastic music, fantastic stuff. These are, these are people who really went outside of the bounds. They didn't care that, you know, a song had to be three minutes. It was to be the birth of FM radio where you could go over two minutes and 50 seconds in a song. I know. Eyes widening, bulging. Then, you know, getting that Marty Feldman look when you hear about something over three minutes. And this is one of those songs. Now, I don't think this has ever been played on the air since it probably came out in the sampler. And when I say on the air, I mean by anybody, ever, anywhere, okay? But we're going to play it here because it's the groove it done, and I do the homework so you don't have to. Got a back-to-back thing here. You'll understand the set when it's over. It's the Groove with Don on SoFloRadio.com.
the way I like my Simon and Garfunkel, done by somebody else. <laughs> the bangles there. Hazy Shade of Winter, that one, of course, from uh, Less Than Zero, the Brett Easton Ellis book turned into movie. Before that, the best version of the song America I've ever heard, done by Yes. I had never heard this, this version of it until five days ago, so, you know, for I thought I knew all about this band. Guess I didn't. You learn something new every day. What a great sound Steve Howe gets on his guitar there. Tell you what, what got me to think about these songs. Uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago there was an interview with Art Garfunkel where he said, Art Garfunkel and Paul Simon, quote, I created a monster. <laughs> and then the best thing is he goes, where he says, um, I don't want to say any anti-Paul Simon stuff. And then he goes on to call him both a jerk and an idiot. Wow. Yeah, so you really got to have appreciation for that. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm bringing IB in on uh, an issue that really kind of, you know, flared up for me. And basically it centers around a website that used to operate called Silk Road. And what Silk Road was, was basically... uh, somebody's libertarian dream slash nightmare it was a way for people to buy anything and have it anonymized um they used bitcoin so with no cash transactions it wound up being basically the largest drug dealing site in the world you could you could order anything sure. yeah. yeah and 
In 2013, they busted this guy, Ross Ulbricht. And uh, he's, you know, was in prison. He was <clears throat> awaiting trial. They had his trial in February. And the judge, the what he wanted to do is he wanted to say that, you know, the reason he called himself Dread Pirate Roberts, I guess, is because it's from the movie... Um, Princess Bride. Thank you very much. And it's it's one of those titles that's handed down. Right. Right. And so because, that, yeah. you know, all accounts are, you know, it's not really him. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. it. Well, what they, they, they basically didn't allow him to mount a defense. Right. That, that's what they did. And so as a result of that, the jury came back. <laughs> you know, it took them like six hours to convict this guy. And they gave him life in prison without the possibility of, of parole and I'm going to bring you in a sec but I'll tell you my first thought on this was what is it with law enforcement in this country that they think you can turn back the hands of time once somebody has rubbed the uh, lantern and let out the genie it's as if authorities think you know what we're going to find the guy who rubbed the lantern we're going to take him outside we're going to beat the shit out of him in front of everybody as if that's going to make other people say oh well then I'll never rub the lantern and get the genie that's never going to happen and to and to me, what happened in this case was the reason they caught him is because the FBI hacked into the server, which was located in Iceland. Now, there's a movie I want to implore everybody to watch. It premiered this weekend on Epics, the Epics Film Channel, and it is called Deep Web. And it really, the thing that, that got to me was that the, it really shows how when the government wants to use you as an example, despite the fact that there is a 100% failure rate of using somebody as an example in this particular arena, drug sales, okay? But let's use them as an example anyway. Um, what the government can do to you. If they, they want to dig a hole and throw you in it, that's pretty much yeah. what they did. And I want to, you know, you're like me even more so. You're, you're a freedom advocate. Freedom of thought. So, you know, where do you come out on this? I mean, I... I thought the thing that, that really disturbed me the most, and for me personally, and I, I wanted to hear what you had to say, was that they shut down his defense, and so he never got to talk about how the FBI had hacked in to his computer, and that's how they caught him. Where, and in fact, the FBI charges other people for this exact same crime. Sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're hypocrites, and they have a double standard. You know, the NSA is spying on us. That's a crime. That's a, that's a violation of our constitution. It is rights. now. <laughs> no, I mean... I, you have people – I mean it's illegal to record a phone call with someone and we all know that. But Unless the you tell is, them ahead of time. Right. Well, of yeah. course, then then it's not. But right. to secretly and the government is doing that. The government – and this this is a, a thing. The government isn't allowed to violate the, the, its own laws uh, and, and all of a sudden everybody's acting like, oh, well, if the government's doing it. Then it's okay. Hacking computers, hacking foreign computers, spying on on foreigner, you know, all of the things that that we're doing uh, up to and including this. And that, of course, is is just granting you that this person is the person that they said that he is and did all of the things uh, that he that he did. Right, we have to take the word for it. Sure, to take the word for it that he that he broke all these laws, about half of which. Uh, you know, they didn't bring up they, they freedom accused. loving people. Uh, they, they, you know they used all these all these felonies, including of course the drug trafficking, and they charged murder him, for hire. Ha- they charged him with hacking. Which and and by the way, 
that's a bad thing. And if it was him, then he deserves. They to, they to didn't bring it up. They they literally accused him of murder for hire, and they made sure. that they brought that in the original stuff. But then when the indictments came down, they never mentioned it at all and didn't bring it up at all. They what they did is they to. poisoned. They poisoned the case at a time in their favor. And then whenever he wanted to say something that was in his favor, like, you know, there's a bunch of people here and, you know, you need to look at this. And how did the FBI get this information? They, they, they literally squashed him down. And it, the judge ruled against him. And the, the quote that I like was, and I had this quote in here somewhere. This is a great quote. But basically it says, um, uh, the, the, it was the judge. No, it wasn't. It was, it was um, the district attorney the uh for the for the for manhattan it okay. used to be morgenthau now it's uh baraha okay is the is the guy and uh said you know this is just to show that nobody is above the law nobody's sure. else well you were asking before why why make an example of this guy it's all about justifying your own existence it's their ego rash- rationalizing your own existence showing everybody you look at what we're doing look look this this justifies our spying on you this justifies our hacking this justifies the taxes you're paying for for this see how safe we're keeping you from these bad bad people that are using the internet to, right and to that's the thing you know for. We always talk in this country, you hear it all the time, you know, hard work is rewarded. This is the country where if you work hard... That's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. And you know what? To a great degree, that is still the case. You know, if you're a hardworking guy, you come up with a neat invention and you want to put your nose to the grindstone, put in a little sweat and elbow grease, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the time, you know, generally you can do it. And I think we as Americans, now that we have moved into a far more informationally driven age... We need to have that same kind of attitude towards researching stuff because personal responsibility is now more important than ever. 50 years ago, we didn't know the stuff we know now. And right. in addition to which, okay, we didn't have the ability to find out about it if we didn't know it. Now, that's not the case. Now it's a matter of spending the time to do the homework. I remember, so I was thinking to myself, you know, I remember when um, Siskel and Ebert were on. I used to trust them. Why? Because I would watch their show, then I would go to the movies, and what they said is what I thought. So I learned that they were people I could, and that's how you go through this stuff. You know, if you want to watch Fox News all day, you know, eventually what you're going to do is probably start a jihad against anybody who draws a picture of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. (laughs) Here's your analogy for you. You have to do the research, and I didn't know Jack squat about this stuff i had never heard of silk road until the guy got arrested in 2013 and i did a bunch of research this week the quote that i liked the most and i said this to you earlier is the guy who said you literally get less for getting drunk and plowing through some innocent kids in your car than what this guy just got they gave him he's 31 they gave him life in prison without parole life in prison without parole okay there are murderers Seriously, yeah. to get less than going to get parole. Yeah. Oh, parole. Child molesters. Child molesters. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, as far as rights are concerned, there's a story that just came out about how the FBI is using low flying planes now, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're doing video. And the the thing the that problem. I like the most, they said, "Well, this wasn't covert." Yeah, I don't give a fuck what because you're telling everybody that makes it legal. Right. Since I've told you, we're now allowed. <laughs> Screw the law. We're the FBI. I got to tell you, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I, I don't, you know. I, you know, I like the government kind of looking after stuff. I think government has a role. The problem is when they get, as you said, when it becomes about them and sure. not what they're supposed to do. Yeah, not their mandate, what we want. 
Right, exactly. Our own right. agenda. Yeah, and you know, you take a look at some, at, a, at an organization like the DEA. The DEA has been around for over 40 years, and it's the one agency I can think of that has in its history a 100% failure rate to achieve its stated objectives. It's sure. stated objectives. Okay, 40 years later, we have more drugs of a higher quality that cost less per unit than we did yeah. when they started. Okay, marijuana right. had like 3% THC back then. Okay, sure. anybody who smokes now, I'm pretty sure I don't have to tell you. We're in the 20s now, <laughs> okay, and, and even further than that. They have a 0% okay, success rate. You could literally turn off the light switch and the DA wouldn't have any effect on drugs in this country. Nope. And we would save some tax dollars, though. It would absolutely save some tax. I would save about $30 billion a year, I believe, is what they're doing. These people keep these jobs to fund themselves, and now you've got a case like this, which is vitally important. It is vitally important on several levels. Privacy levels, okay? Um, what we do as a country when a certain agency is given a mandate to fight the war on drugs, how far are we willing to let them go? Are they willing to break the law? You know, you know, cops are not allowed to speed unless they are in pursuit of somebody else. They're not allowed to break the law. We let them get away with it all the time because we respect the badge. I respect the badge. I respect the uniform. They're going to go out there every day. They're going to say, you know, I put myself in between you and the person seeking to do you harm. Okay. Still, laws are laws. We live in a country of laws. Okay. And when that law is used as a sword and not a shield, which in this particular case, it has been. Okay. They screwed this guy. Should he go to jail? Yeah, he should go to jail. Okay. He was involved in this. There's no two ways about that. He was involved in the largest online high-end drug selling. And also they were doing other things. You could buy guns and hit men. Yeah. So, and hacking. And <laughs> hacking, right. And all that stuff. And yeah, he's bad. But life in prison without parole, without the possibility of parole. With that, that was, I thought that was the interesting one. Without the possibility of parole. And right. he had written a letter saying, you know, please, I know you're taking away my midlife, but give me something to look forward to. And they told him to go screw himself. Wow. Yeah, he's got it. There, the letter's in here. You can look it up. The guy's name is Ross Ulbricht. And the movie is called Deep Web. I beg of you, do some research on this. This is important, important stuff, okay? Your privacy is important. And if the FBI, you know, if you're doing something wrong and they catch you, fine. But when they figure out a way to catch you by skirting the law, by circumventing laws that they're supposed to follow, what's the next step? This is a slippery slope that I fear, Um I think Rand Paul is both right and wrong. He's right and wrong at the exact same time. He wants to throw out the baby with the bathwater, right. essentially, is right. what he's doing. What these guys did is they took the baby, the bathwater. They took the people who liked the baby, that gave birth <laughs> to the baby. They took the clouds that put the rainwater down, and they threw it in a freaking hole so deep and so dark. I don't care who you know. You're not getting out. And they can do that. They literally took this guy and said, we're afraid. Of what's going to come out at trial. Yeah. That's what they did. They, their right. fear for what they would look like. And I think, I know that for you, that's the most upsetting thing, is that this is an ego-driven, you know, God forbid we should lose the case. God, what happens next? And I understand that. Does it set a bad precedent? But let me tell you something. The day after they shut down Silk Road, what happened? Yeah, more replacements. There you go. Ten more of them. Oh, by the way, then about a year later, Silk Road reopened. And so his contention 
that somebody else had been setting him up. Sure. Okay. Completely legitimate. He's yep. got. He, he. It's a. I don't know if it's true, but it is a legitimate case that he should be able to state in a court of law. Right. That's the way the court works. She, like I said last week, the lady's blindfolded. She ain't freaking deaf. Okay. She's not deaf, and apparently she's not dumb either. Okay. Because these guys smacked this guy down as hard as I've ever seen anything. They gave him no chance and threw him in a hole. Now we're going to go through the appeals process, and I guarantee you. I don't know how long it's going to take based on uh, how the courts work. You can have an appeal. It can get upheld. It can get overturned. The case can get upheld and get overturned, or it can be sent back with no action, I believe. And so then you go from the appeals court to the circuit court and then to the Supreme Court. So you're talking a couple of years. This case is going to wind up in the Supreme Court. Wow. Yeah. uh, Trust me. It's too big. It's too important. And the FBI can only do so much now that we've got the Internet. Now that we have people who have ways of getting this information out, it's up to us. We can't claim anymore that we didn't know. You can't. I don't want to hear it. And these guys made a very interesting case about this for drugs. And and there were interviews with the mayor of Baltimore, something like that. And he said it was very interesting because he didn't mind Silk Road because, in his opinion, people are going to buy drugs anyway. I think we all know that. Yes. Yes. Okay, there you go. Like I said, the genie's added bottle. We live in a free society, and personal choice is, you know, what we're supposed to be about. Now, you can join the Whiskey of the Month Club. Right. Okay. Why not the Skag of the Month Club, Heroin of the Month Club, the Weed of the Month Club? I'll bet you, I'll bet you there is a Weed of the Month Club now. In, in uh, those legal states. Yeah, in those legal and... states. It's probably out there. But he said, you know, the interesting thing was is that on sites like this, it made the sellers more accountable. But he said that the thing that he liked about it, and if you could like anything about a, a marketplace where people get to sell illegal narcotics, he said it means that the people buying the narcotics don't have to go to neighborhoods where they can get shot and killed, where crime will take place. Mm-hmm. It eliminates... The hand-to-hand, in-person criminal activity. Sure. You can get ripped off. But then yeah. it comes down to whether or not you trust Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> well, it's going to take that guy off the corner, too. Yes. Why would you go, why, you know, you can get it delivered to your house. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And law enforcement officials have been talking about this. You know, if you talk to law enforcement officials... They will tell you that the war on drugs is not a war. It's the only war I can think of that the United States of America has a vested interest in fighting but not winning. Sure. Okay, they don't want to win the war on drugs. We know that. Okay, the liquidity that the drug market puts into the American economy, you take that out, there is no economy. That's it. It's done. And this was all done with Bitcoin. And give me yeah. your, your rundown on, on how what the difference is what there. What, the Bitcoin thing? Uh, yeah, because I had never, I've never done any kind of anonymized transaction. But there's a reason why they did this, and it's probably because it has a lot to do with the, the use of Bitcoin. Sure. Well, that was, the, that was the, the legal tender, if you will. This, uh, and I think it was a Japanese guy, I don't know his name, invented a, a way that you could have this digital value thing that was represented uh, you know, by a code that was encrypted that you could not hack. And 
uh, how you mine it or increase your stake in bitcoins eludes me, but there's a way to increase the amount uh, using your computer for processing power mining bitcoins. But more commonly, people can just buy it. Right. And it's it's literally it's like anything else. Like put one in a credit card. That uh, you know, internet entities that act like banks that you can um, buy bitcoins. Uh, you you link your bank account, and you buy bitcoins, and then you trade the bitcoins for whatever you want. And uh, and, and there's you, a reason. Yeah. But the, the the key here is there, there's a reason why the government doesn't want. You buying drugs oh, with Bitcoin for, yeah, because they're not they're not making anything off of there it. It's not go. their monetary system, and and so they don't make anything from the transaction. So it's essentially black market. It's barter, whatever it is. They want to you know do away with all of it. Yeah. Well, so you were you know you said this before. It's like if they can't take their piece, right? They're going to shut you down. Legal legal drugs, good. Everybody you know that's that's GlaxoSmithKline, largest you, drug dealer in the world. Because you mentioned lobbyists, they have lobbyists. The legal drug dealers have lobbyists who make sure that those. Those drugs stay legal, and the other drugs stay illegal because they don't want the competition. Well, that's a, that's a big thing, you know, with with tobacco, with alcohol, alcohol sure. those guys, and with pharmaceutical companies, they have to spend a lot of money, a lot of lobbying efforts, helping the American public discern between a legal drug and an illegal drug. If you sell hamburgers and you could make the competitors' hamburgers illegal. You would do that. Yes, you would. In the name of business, you would do Right. That. And here's the thing, though. And I understand that. You know, the business of America's business. Sure. However, we now live in a society where information on this is available. We're not blind anymore unless we want to be. Willful ignorance is not a freaking excuse anymore. Okay? It's just not an excuse. Sure. Okay? And that applies to drugs, to oil, to Wall Street. If, you know... That was the the interesting thing, you know. Nobody's above the law, do you know? That's what the 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 uh, the the district attorney said. You know, this just goes to show that you are not outside the law. Nobody is above the law, really. I mean, nobody's above prosecution, unless of course you happen to work on Wall Street, in which case, you know, you just pay a fine. How come they find this guy one hundred thirty some odd million dollars? That's his penalty. Why can't he just pay that and uh, avoid jail? I, I heard he's going to pay it in Bitcoin. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I like he's, he's, he's mining it right now. He's mining Bitcoin as we speak <laughs> as we from speak, his yeah. cell in downtown in the tombs or in That's Rikers right. Island. He's got a server offshore. Yeah. <laughs> in about three weeks, he'll have it. That's, that really is, though. It's, it's, it, it all really kind of comes full circle back to the government. You know, And I'm not this huge libertarian. I think modern-day libertarians are basically lying to you. What they are is laissez-faire economists, okay, who, you know, go out there under the guise of libertarianism, but when it comes to a whole bunch of other stuff, they really do want it their way, okay? And it's fine, you know, libertarianism sounds great until you put it into practice, but, you know, let's say the guy... If you're on the, if you've got one stream and two properties, and the stream runs from one property to the next, does the guy at the upside of the stream get to poison it within an inch of its life? Because hey, it's my stream. Who cares right. what flows or, down? Or, it? or drain all the water. The, or, the modern libertarians don't believe in any military whatsoever. They don't believe in national parks, protected land. It's a little. That's a little extreme. It is, and I, I think you know, Rand Paul is is. You know, it sounds great, but somebody was like, hey, I were, somebody actually, you know, a friend of mine was like, you know, I'm really starting to like the smell of them. I'm like, well, take a deeper whiff, baby, because yeah. it's disingenuous at best and hypocrisy run amok at worst. It's not libertarianism. And one of the things Ulbricht and these guys were talking about was Austrian economics and the way um, Austrian economists had – um, drawn up stuff, and it's, it gets, you know, I can wander off into a dangerous, not dangerous, into a, a weird area there. 
Well, basically, it's it's about returning to the law of supply and demand, the true Adam Smith model of economics, where supply and demand are the only arbiters of what a product and or service costs. No speculation. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And I think that when you do that, you are, as you've said, you're taking a part of the government or a part of big business, which is the government. Sure. Okay. You're taking their piece out. And like they don't already have a big enough freaking piece. I know. They should be happy with that. They should be, but they're not. And we know that. And like I said, you know, if you think that smacking down the guy in public who first released the genie is going to stop other people from trying to find it, you're absolutely insane. And conservatives, you know, you can't stop time and you certainly can't turn back it's its hands. It's the same with file sharing. Who had Napster. They tried to stop Napster. The Pirate Bay, they keep shutting it down. It comes back up. Uh, I live on Pi- I love there, Pirate no Bay. There's no stopping it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah DVD R M A T. Yeah, I mean, I love Pirate Bay. That's how I get a lot of. I have a yeah. friend of mine. She 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 no longer has any cable television. She has rabbit yeah, ears. She has rabbit ears. I don't that. I just download everything. Yeah, she she downloads Netflix everything. Why well, pay for it? I would be great if you could just pay for each channel you want, which is what's going to happen eventually. Freedom of choice. Everything's going to be pay per view, and it'll just be like a nominal fee and like a and, little metered thing. And fine, and we'll take fine, it. great. Yeah. Okay, because I don't need twenty seven Spanish channels. I just don't. Just, you're good with 21. I was I also don't need six, all the novellas that you like. Right, I also 20. don't need 16 Nickelodeon channels. I don't have kids. I'm not a kid, and I'm not watching TV Land. I'm sorry. I got friends who are into it. It's not me. Not for me. No. What I need is news and sports are the only things I watch. I just have internet. Time. I just have internet. I watch yeah. when I want. Well, I've, I have friends of mine that are like that, and I think this is. It's all about here in America. We are, you know, progress is happening very quickly. And we are now, I was reading a thing, where is it, was it Pinterest, Pinterest, I think it's a site? Pinterest. Pinterest, Pinterest. They have a thing, you know, now they are adding a buy now button. So you're going to be able to put money into an account there. Mm -hmm. And if you see something on Pinterest, you're going to literally click on the button and it'll get sent to you. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Do they they take Bitcoin? Because they they have a lot left over ever since uh, (laughs) Silk Road shut down there. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't know where to spend it. Oops, a daisy. But I'm, you know, the point there is that this is another step in us being able to get stuff immediately. The immediacy of our world in one area sure. has led us to believe that we should be able to expect that kind of immediacy in every area. I do expect it, and I expect it right now. That's and exactly my, my immediacy. I expect it. I expect it my immediacy right away. Right yes, yes. But that's that was my that's my problem with mm-hmm. guns and oil, with guns and oil. The changes we need to make can't happen overnight. We have to have a will yes, to do it. And we don't have the collective will. And I'll tell you something. The reason we don't have the collective will is because the hard work we're willing to put in to make a buck, okay, is not on the same level as the hard work we should be putting in. I got to get up. I know. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but if we put in that kind of work, that kind of effort as a nation, as citizens of a nation in doing the homework now and doing the research because we can, we can do it. It's there. It's available. It's right there. I'm staring at it on a freaking screen right now. Okay? No excuses. No excuses. I'm, I've heard them. I don't agree with them. In this case, really brought it to light for me because people were able to do stuff and the government didn't like the way in which they were doing it. It's not what they were doing because if they didn't like what they were doing, if they didn't like drug dealing, they don't go up to drug dealers. Go up to the banks that are laundering the money. It's, it really is that simple. Without banks, these guys are nothing. They got to put it in a bunker someplace. It's one of the great lines from uh, 
uh, Mickey Monday. Okay, he said, yeah, we bought a uh, Cessna for 980000 in cash. He goes, try doing that today. <laughs> he bought right. an airplane for $980,000 in cash. The guy who smuggled, what, 38 tons of cocaine for the Medellin cartel? And he said, you know, you can't do that today. You can't do a cash transaction like that today. Okay? Right. And the reason, is, you know, and I think we all know what the reason is. Nobody's getting a cut. Nobody gets a cut of that money. It's a, it's a one-to-one thing. And I'm amazed, you know, I, I don't... You know, I've never been on eBay, and I know, you know, I've, I've done stuff on Craigslist. You know, I've looked for apartments, and I've bought a couple of Tampa golf clubs many years ago off Craigslist. Pretty yeah. deep. Got uh, hookers? Look for hookers? No, uh, not hookers. Craigslist. I don't really, yeah, I'm not a, not a big hooker fan. No, no, I haven't come across my uh, ex-wife on there? No, no, I have not come across okay. my ex-wife on there. Hey, look, I'm a guy who carries a picture. Just of towards the bottom of the list there. That's, <laughs> the bottom of the list. That's where you'll find The it. leftovers. They have that section. Yeah. It says, for those of you who are generally in the bar at 3 a.m. and looking to pick up, about, this is that section. Uh, it's a uh, sloppy second section. She's mm-hmm. in there. Well, yeah. let me tell you something. Everybody looks good at 3 in the morning, man. <laughs> Especially if you've been there since 8 o'clock at night. Let me tell you. Let me tell you that straight up from personal experience from years ago. Okay, you wake up in the morning like, oh my god, the coyote effect. <laughs> so, look, the name of the movie is called Deep Web. The gentleman's name is uh, Ulbricht. Hang on a second, Ross. I have Ross Ross Ulbricht, and the site was Silk Road, and this is bigger than. Um, than just a guy getting arrested for setting up an exchange where people can buy and sell drugs online. This is much, much, much bigger than that. And we have the ability to do the homework on this so we do not remain ignorant as to what's going on. It's not that our government is necessarily bad. It's that we somehow have decided we shouldn't be responsible for the checks and balances on what they do. We've abdicated that responsibility to news channels. We've abdicated it. We don't want to do the work anymore. Let somebody else do the work for me. Let them do the research. Let them do it, and then I'll, you know, I'll listen to what they have to say, and I'll, you know, believe them. Do it for yourself, okay? It's important stuff, okay? I think I know, it. I know IB's over here. That's why I wanted to bring him in because we stand shoulder to shoulder on this one. I know absolutely without question. You can't let the government... You know, go in and make decisions for you based on stuff that they get illegally. They they hacked into a computer. What they did is they committed a crime they prosecuted other people for and said, it's okay now because this guy's really bad. Where's that line? What's really bad? I had a cartoon the other day. It's got two guys sitting in a jail cell. One guy says, I got three months for, for bank fraud. The other, guy's, the other guy says, really? I got three years for smoking a joint. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, if you think that's going to stop the drug, yeah. you know, drugs being bought and sold... All you need to do is take a look at the example of uh, prohibition, where in the first two years, it worked great. And then for the next 11 years, not so much. More overdoses, people started creating bad alcohol, and the government actually poisoned alcohol. I don't know if you people are aware of this. During prohibition, the government actually intentionally poisoned alcohol. And when people died, okay... One of the guys that was running, uh, that was in charge of prohibition for the government said, well, it's their own fault. They, they got what they deserved. And that really was kind of the beginning of the end because sure. people were so, they were like, hold on a second, man. You want to kill people to make a point in America? Like, you, you can't do that. It's not allowed. They did it with weed. They, they, they have paraquat, a, they paraquat, sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah, look, where, look where that got you, huh? Nowhere fast. Hey, I'll tell you what. Interesting stuff. Always willing to talk about stuff that actually matters. But you know what? We're all about the groove. We're going to keep it going for you here. I've got a talk, 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 talk section here. 
I just I couldn't resist. How many talks are in there? How many talks are in there? We've got four, six talks. Okay, two for band, four for the songs. We kick it off, baby. It's the Groove It On and SoFloRadio dot com. Stop to think about me I'm not that blind to see the truth and cheat number 
On the world of Zerf, in the fifth dimension, is a civilization with certain striking similarities to our own. For example, their language is very close to English, except for certain words that have no vowel sound sound. Yeah, Schoolie D, showing us the way it actually is there. D is for Schoolie D. That's some great stuff there. That's from Am I Black Enough For You. You want to get a fantastic hip-hop album, Schoolie D, Am I Black Enough For You. From start to finish, it's about 38 to 40 minutes. Every track on that album, absolutely phenomenal. Before that, yeah, it was Talk Talk with the song Talk Talk. 
And before that, it was the music machine with the song Talk Talk. So it was my talk, 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 talk set. That, that comes, that comes follow, that's the follow-up to last week's Wiggle Waggle Woggle set. So we're going to, you know, I've got a ton of music that I was planning on playing today, but the subject of um, what went on with uh, Silk Road and the discussion we had earlier, more important than the groove right now. And I'm sure anybody who knows me knows when I say that, we're talking about something because almost nothing's more important than a groove, baby. But I'll tell you what, I've got some groove. Uh, a couple of quick notes here. Tomorrow, must-see television on Fox News at 9 o'clock. Kelly on The Kelly File is going to have the first interview with the Duggar parents. So that's absolutely going to be worth... I mean, I, I just... I already know that this is going to be a train wreck. There's no way these people can go on there and say anything other than we've disowned our son that I'm going to be satisfied with. There's just literally no way. A couple other things that caught my eye after uh, Ireland did the right thing and, uh, uh, you know, decided to allow gay marriage. There was a fake news report uh, Andy Borowitz put out saying that Louisiana now was not going to have any more Irish products. People believe that they were like stocking up on Guinness. I swear this, this is not a, this is not a joke. People did it. They're taking the Borowitz report a little too literally. The one I like the most, he, he put it out today. He said, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Caitlin, Caitlin Vanity Fair cover, you know, more important than, uh, you know, obscures the news that uh, North Korea just set off a nuclear device or something like that, because we're also concerned about the Vanity Fair cover. You know what? Good for him, her. I just can't put that at the top of my list of things to care about right now. Good for him. Great. Move on. Uh, what else we got today? You know, there's a bunch of stuff. That I wanted to say, I'll tell you the one thing I thought about that we were talking about last week, uh, as far as evangelicals are concerned. I remember saying, you know, that when I sit down for a meal, I say thank you. What occurs to me is it's not important who or what I'm saying thank you to. Okay, what counts is that I am grateful for the food. Okay? I haven't figured out who I'm supposed to be thanking, but I know I should be thanking somebody. I got to be thanking somebody. Yeah, isn't it the other way around a little bit, uh, Pally Pal? <laughs> But I know I should be thanking somebody. And, you know, I say that the show centers around an attitude of gratitude. Guess what? It does. I get to live the dream once a week in here. And my hope is that y'all get to enjoy me living the dream for two hours a week. And that's, you know, I'm super duper grateful for that. And every time I sit down for a meal, thank you. That's it. I'm done. Thank you. Okay, that's for me. Not for him. He knows I'm grateful. But can't hurt to, can't hurt to give a shout out to the big guy or gal or deity or whatever it is that's up there, or not. You know what? Can't can't hurt to play it safe. I got a double shot of Rick Derringer. I was going to play something else, but you know what? This is just too good. I'll tell you, I'm a... You know what? We're going to play the songs, then I'm going to talk, and then we'll get out of here, but I want to hear these two songs. I'll tell you something. Rick Derringer, this man kicks some serious freaking ass, and you're about to find out why in two different ways. It's the Groove of Don on SoulFlowRadio.com. Six feet underground Don't you know they tried to get me lots of times Now they're coming after you
Shot of Rick Derringer there. That's from Steely Dan Showbiz Kids from Countdown to Ecstasy. Rick Derringer does the slide guitar on that. Before that, the live version of Still Alive and Kicking. Still Alive and Well, excuse me. What a kick ass song that is. Rick Derringer is rock and roll finest. Basically, you can find any Rick Derringer song you want covered by Johnny Winter. <laughs> Johnny Winter's done every Rick Derringer song there is out there. I'll tell you, 
I went looking for a better version of Showbiz Kids. There's a trend uh, these days where they're finding all the uh, the concerts from like 1970s and stuff that were filmed, and they're transferring it to high-end digital and re-releasing these albums. And Steely Dan's got one from Memphis, 1974. And they do a version of Showbiz Kids, except the slide guitar isn't as good because it's not Rick Derringer. I think it's Denny Diaz or Jeff Skunk Baxter doing it. And the best thing about this is the live show is it's it's a perfect representation of exactly how anal retentive Steely Dan was. There's a great interview with Jeff Skunk Baxter where he goes, These guys are out of their minds with OCDs. Like, I'm billing out at $1,000 an hour. They spent the fir- first five hours of studio time arguing about where they wanted to put the chair I was going to sit in. He's like, Oh, it's $5,000. I watched them argue. That's it. Seriously, they spent five hours trying to figure out where the chair is. Now, say what you will, they wound up with some pretty good studio records, man. They hired the best people, and they got the most out of them. A little time right now, you know, we're going to run a little late. Hey, extra groove, never a problem. But I want to give a shout-out to the people to take care of me. Yeah, you know what that is. That's Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. Those boys, bumper to bumper, auto repair, air conditioning, tune-ups, anything you want. David Carey, the SASE certified crew. At uh, Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. They keep me on the road. My car's running like a freaking dream. I haven't been this happy with a car literally ever. This is the happiest I've been with a car. And it's not because the car is so much better than any other car I've had. Although it kind of is. But still, it's because I brought it over there and they made it right so that it will run for a long time. It's a Honda. He's like, hey, man, just make sure you bring it in and keep the fluids going. And guess what? You'll have it for another 100,000 miles. I'm almost at 100,000 right now. So, and it drives as good as I would imagine it did when it came off the damn, you know, when it came off the lot. In any event, Precision Auto Works, they are Groove with Don Approved, 954-247-9362. Give them a call. Let them know you heard about it on the on the Groove with Don. Of course, you know what that means. It's time for the Drive Groove with Dan. I absolutely, I wanted to stick this to and I was going to not play it this week, but I, I can't help myself. I can't, okay? I just have no freaking self-restraint. This is my John Petrucci, and when I tell you this song is like popping the clutch on 450 horsepower. I shit you not. This is a red line special. For all of you guitar shredders out there, this shit will make you forget about Satriani like that. It's the drive groove of the day on SoFlowRadio.com.
Oh, yeah, baby. That doesn't get your motor running. I literally don't know what will. John Petrucci, suspended animation. Dave LaRue on bass on that song. So, you know, there's an interesting six degrees of separation between him, Mike Portnoy, Steve Morse, that whole thing in there. You want a great show with Petrucci, man? Check out uh, Liquid Tension Experiment, the late show from BB Kings in New York. That's on your YouTube. That is just outstanding stuff. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. I had a whole bunch of stuff that I was going to play. Guess what? I'll play it next week. That's right. So much group, I don't know what to do with it. As always, big mucho mahalo. Myself and IBB, super duper grateful for everybody that turned in, that uh, tuned in on, tuned in, turned on, whatever, dropped out. Yeah. We we're super duper grateful for that. We're going to run a little over here, but you know why? Because I haven't played a groovy chick thing yet. And I had a whole chick set. I really did. But there was one song I definitely have to play. I'm going to get you out of here on little Tori Amos. Absolutely oozes groove. Okay, in the chick groove department, she's, she's making, she's right up there at the top of the list in my book anyway. As always, though, I've got a super duper amount of gratitude for everybody that has managed to tune in, all you people downloading the show. Be back out again next week. Don't forget, download that movie. Deep Web. This is important, important stuff. The reason we ran over today, and I don't, don't have all the time for the music, is every once in a while, there are subjects more important than the groove, and this happens to be one of them. As always, though, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody out there, so it's aloha. Peace. Good night, Mom.
live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.